Welcome, everyone, to another installment of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief, the legal podcast that provides easy-to-understand information about estate and business planning to help you, your family, and your business. And now, the jovial gents of jurisprudence, Mike Betts and Spencer Chaffin. Hello, everyone. This is Mike Betts with BC Counselors at Law, and I am joined here with my esteemed colleague and my partner, Spencer Chafin. We are bringing you another episode of the BC Counselors Legal Brief. We've got an exciting one today, Spencer. We do, but Mike, you sound different. Why do you say that? You sound older. I am old, very old. In fact, today is August 17th, the date of the recording of this podcast, and that is the date of my birth. And I made you drive down to Texas and record a podcast. (laughs) I was excited to do that. In fact, no, this is what I wanted to do on my birthday. I turned 40 today. Happy birthday. Thank you, Pierre. Thank you, Spencer. Really, I think I'm excited about this birthday because I was under the misunderstanding that I would have to start doing colonoscopies at 40. That's not necessarily the case. It's not out of the ordinary for a 40-year-old to do it, but if I wanted to delay it just a few more years, I could do that. I heard 45. I saw a commercial the other day, and it was 45. 45. So you got five more years, Mike. That's the one I was dreading. Then we'll schedule that for your birthday. That (laughs) is what I was dreading. In fact, I think on my birthday at 45, We'll do our podcast during my colonoscopy. (laughs) How does that sound? That sounds very entertaining. We'll see what the people want. If that's what they want, then that's what we'll do. And we give the people what they want. That's exactly right. But yeah, so 40 is not as daunting a birthday as I thought it would be. I truly was afraid of that colonoscopy. I thought to myself, now I have to have a colonoscopy. I wasn't excited about that. Contrary to, to popular what? belief, <laughs> yeah, colonoscopies weren't on the top of your list. Not on the top of my list. That was not on the top of my list. Hey, speaking of list and this time of year, did you know that on the NCAA football rankings, OU is still ranked higher than USC? What is USC's rank? I'm um, curious. Right now, they are abysmal 14th. Ooh. While the University of Oklahoma is a shining nine. Wow. At least we broke into the top 10. And we didn't even have to steal anyone. Who do they have at? at, I know the answer to this, but on the list that you're looking at right now, who's number one? Well, it would be the all ever powerful Alabama at number one, Ohio State at number two, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame rounding out the top five. So... Four out of those five sound about right. That fifth one, I'm just kind of scratching my head a little. Yeah, you know, Especially since they got beat by Oklahoma State in the bowl game. I think that Notre Dame, I think that's folks being kind because who ended up going to Notre Dame as the head coach? I think they kept their defensive coordinator. Okay, so, 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 so I, I am remember. excited about that, that they pulled from their own ranks. I and agree. So I love that. 
Uh, it's almost kind of like OU with Brent Venables coming back. He's just been gone so long that a lot of people didn't know that he was with OU years ago. So it's almost kind of like a homecoming. Again, Notre Dame is one of those teams that it's very easy to dislike. Well, especially for OU fans. Notre Dame ruined the streak. They did. And then they came in and beat OU most recently at OU. But we went back to Notre Dame and beat them. Notre Dame has been, in my humble and unqualified opinion, I feel that Notre Dame's been irrelevant for so long that almost I don't hate the success. And with this particular coach, I think I'm rooting for him this year. I will root for him because I love their coach. The interim coach, I thought he was great, but I couldn't remember if they hired him or not. What's LSU ranked at? Not. LSU is not ranked. Nope. They did get some votes for being in the top 25, but the first few that are outside the top 25 are Tennessee, Texas, Iowa, Penn State, and then it was LSU with 55 votes. That was my next question was Texas. So Texas didn't even break into the top 25? Nope. I just didn't know. Well, when you lose to Kansas? Yeah. 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 You know. I'm not going to say anything because, Spencer, as soon as I start talking trash, OU loses. That's exactly to, to right. Kansas. That's, That's just the way that it is. See, USC is doomed this year because of the karma. Like, they deserve a fiery car crash. Some people deserve fiery car crashes. That is the USC Trojan right now. They should get nil. Nil, which is a great segue, Spencer, to what we want to talk about today. It's not just that we're excited about college football and we want to talk about our rankings and we wanted to, because Pierre is silent and cannot respond. (laughs) We (laughs) love kicking the guy when he's down. Well, he's up because he's excited about all of it. It's just he can't be combative with us because he chooses not to. Exactly. Exactly. We don't hate USC that much. We hate the people that went there. Yeah. Anybody <laughs> who went to USC. Well, for the football goes, program. Oh, I thought you were talking in general. Okay, Pierre, we don't hate we don't everybody hate that Pierre. goes to. We love Pierre. No, we do love Pierre. We do love Pierre. We love the people who go to school there. We only dislike a handful of coaching staff. That did the wrong thing. And it could be worse. It could be like someone that went to UCLA. Oh, yeah. Lindell. Yeah. But we still love you. We do love Lindell. We can't hold it against him. <laughs> anyway, we're talking name image likeness. Name image likeness is here to stay. What we wanted to do today on the podcast was, again, because this is a legal-oriented podcast, at least you've got two attorneys here blabbing on and on and filling your heads with nonsense. We do want to talk a little bit, I guess, about what NIL means from a legal perspective. But I want to talk about whether or not Spencer is a fan of college sports, the direction things are going, if it makes sense. And again, I don't have an opinion on it. And I think that it's great for everybody to leverage whatever brand that they have. But I don't know, as an old man now, 40 years old, I do have some old man views. And I'll be the young buck. Yeah, you're the young buck. You can rein me in. But let's talk about NIL real quick. Not necessarily I want to talk about the NCAA rules or even particular universities' rules. That's far outside the scope And there's also different state laws and rules. 
like I said, Wild West, you're doing it one way in one state and one in the other. And so. Yeah. So Oklahoma in the 2021 legislative session actually passed a series of name image likeness rules that effectively legalized it or kind of tied OU and Oklahoma State and the other universities' hands in what they could or couldn't do. And it was a, we'll call it like a uniform law across a lot of states that a lot of states put in. So there is variability. And I don't want to speak to every state because I couldn't tell you, but my sense is it's fairly consistent. But when we talk about name image likeness, this is really all we're talking about is intellectual property. That's exactly Leveraging right. yourself. Think about if I created a wildly successful brand, call it BC Counselors at Law, with an incredible logo that people want. You know, you might not want Nike, but you want BC Counselors logo, you, logo on your yeah. shoes. You want that, right? Like that is a name. Our company can have an image or things that approximate it could be a likeness to that. And so when we talk about name image likeness, it applies to people. It applies to companies. Again, all joking aside, Nike, that's kind of what applies to. And so what we let people do, these kids, is they're going to go and they're going to be playing football. And their name will be tied to their performance to a degree, their number. All of these things really, really are them. And so a great way of thinking about it is, are the NCAA football, the EA sports games, are they still a thing? No, they haven't been. There's been speculation, obviously, that they'd come back. And if they did, I will tell you right now. I will go out and buy an Xbox so I can play those again. That's all I did in college. I think it stopped right as I started law school in 2009. Is that right? Maybe a little after, because that's when the big discussion of you're making money off these kids, and they were, and everybody knew, even though their name's not on there, well, that really looks like so-and-so. He's got the same numbers, same builds, same, you know. The cover of the game was a big deal. It was. Who's going to get on the cover? I think Reggie Bush made it one year. And I think that was the first time I remember people talking about name, image, likeness. Is it fair, again, to your point, for these kids to be put on that? But he couldn't make any money. And I don't want to speculate. I suspect the university made a chunk of change for having, again, their name, image, and likeness on the front. Reggie Bush didn't. And again, to this point, Reggie Bush, for those that don't remember... Like this guy in college. He was not a guy. No, he, he was he, a god among boys. He was. On that field, on what he could do. It was fun. Reggie Bush was the most dynamic player I've seen. He really did an incredible job, particularly with that powerhouse in, at SC with all of the glitz and the glam. Him, Matt Liner. Liner yeah. Like they really had something Hollywood about it. And not in a disparaging way. No, it just like, was, it was like it was larger than life, yeah. amazing. And we all know the poor guy. And I legitimately say the poor guy. I think a lot of folks will say, cheater, cheater, whatever. He took some money for his mom. Who would? Leveraging, again, his yeah. name, image, and likeness. And had to give away a Heisman that he absolutely ran away with. Well, deserved. he gave the trophy back. 
We know who won. Oh, 100%. We know who won it. But, but, but now we let these guys right. capitalize on that. Mike, not even guys. Kids. Oh, yeah. You told me today, and I looked it up. I found a better one. And this might have been the one you were talking about. High schoolers are inking NIL deals. And right now, the one that I caught as the highest one could be up to $9 million. His name is Jaden Rashada, and he is going to Miami for football. And he is class of 2023. So he's a senior this year. Okay. I remember we were kind of just looking quickly because I'd heard about a junior. And there's a junior that could potentially pay him up to $8 million by his junior year in college. That's amazing. Now, again, I think it's important to say this. We're talking about something different than being like a spokesperson in this regard. Who's paying them? It's not the universities. Universities aren't doing it. It is truly, it is truly people wanting to leverage their name. It's kind of a unique deal because the rules really are still kind of in place. Mm There's limitations on what these kiddos can do. But again, when we talk about inking these deals, it's like using their name, their image, their likeness to sell a car dealership, you know, doing car dealership commercials, Nike having them in commercials. Think of it like LeBron James has shoes. I I hope it never gets to this where we're dealing with high school kids and shoes, but that's kind of the idea. So when we're talking about these deals that they're doing and how they're attaching their name in exchange for maybe royalties in the future, payment upfront, whatever, that's how they're making the money. And I think the idea is this. I don't have these views like, oh, these are amateur players, so they shouldn't get paid. I don't have a view that they should be playing for a university Because again, it doesn't make any sense for a university to just be able to profit off of these kids and the kids not be able to do it. But there's a little bit of a dysfunction in this world that we live in. And maybe it's the social media culture, the Instagram culture or whatever it is. I just feel like there's no substance to a lot of this. Again, with all due respect to that child in the 11th grade, $8 million deal, what I feel like it's doing, and this is me talking like an old man, you're perverting, like kids have no principles in a sense, and it's all about chasing the money. Right. And it's all fluff and nonsense. And I feel like when I hear about the NIL stuff, it's the same foundationless nonsense that is cryptocurrency. There's uh, no substance to it. Uh, There's no base like foundation. Yeah, yeah, NFTs or GameStop. Like again, not to go like into the merits of GameStop, but like GameStop should never be trading at what GameStop trades at on a market. But it's that nonsense. It goes back to the fire festival from a few oh years gosh. ago that never and happened what that never happened that was a yeah. complete sham fraud uh, yeah. like why be mad at any of the people involved and i'm not saying it's right to defraud people it is not, not no, but is no. that not what social media and influencers by definition are creating like that is the logical conclusion 
of what social media and all of this influence, and I did air quotes on influence, has created. And NIL feels a lot like that. And I worry that it might soften the kids. I mean, am I being completely crazy here? To be devil's advocate, I'll say a little bit. What do we do in estate planning with parents? What do we tell the parents? What, Don't like, like, give your kids all your money at 18. Exactly. That's my point. Now, obviously, they'll say, well, they're not getting it all when they're 18. Okay, fine. They get it all by the time they're junior year. Okay, junior year, you're 21, 22. Okay, fine. $8 million at that age. You still haven't matured enough. And in my experience as a 35-year-old, by that age, I'm still doing a lot of dumb things. I say this to this day. Man, I really wish I had all the money back from all those CDs I bought that I don't ever listen to anymore. All those nights of going out that I can't even remember, you know, why we went out and did stuff. Man, what a waste of money. So that shows you, you just go buy things on a whim. Now, I'm going to be devil's advocate for these kids and student athletes and things of that nature. What's the difference in them making money off of their ability compared to a 10-year-old selling a good glass of lemonade on the street? So that 10-year-old makes the best lemonade. Well, they're making money off their lemonade that they make. These, we'll call them athletes because that's what they're being treated as. These athletes have this ability that they've been given. Why shouldn't they be able to make money off of it? Now, will I say this money's maybe a little much? They're making more than NFL players. <laughs> it's like that have been in the league maybe a year or two. Like they've made it to the league and they haven't stepped foot on a college campus yet and they're making more. So it's like, okay, are we doing a disservice? Did we go, when I say we, it's not my money, so I'm not doing it. But did these companies go beyond what they should have in setting the standard for these student athletes? We're going to take a short break, but we'll return with more legal info to help you, your family, and your business right here on the BC Counselor's Legal Brief. This episode of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief is brought to you by Alfredo Robledo Certified Public Accountant, PC. Alfredo has been licensed as a Certified Public Accountant since 1984 and is located in Grapevine, Texas. Alfredo can help with many different tax matters ranging from filing individual and business tax returns, trust and estate filings, as well as bookkeeping services for your business. You can contact Alfredo at 817-421-0720 or find him at grapevinecpa.com. and I'm almost a teenager. I have a real problem. My daddy and my grandfather love pie. For my daddy, it's apple. For my poppy, it's anything lemon. But they won't bring me any pie. I don't think that's fair. They always go to Judy Pie on Main Street in Grapevine, where Miss Judy and her bakers make 20 different kinds of pies and cinnamon rolls on the weekend. But I don't get any. They tell me I can have pie when I'm a teenager, like pie is only for grown-ups or something. Can someone please call my daddy and my poppy and tell them I need pie? In the meantime, you can go to JudyPie.com, or if you're in Grapevine, Texas, visit Judy Pie on Main Street. And if my daddy or my poppy are there, tell them that Kaya wants a piece of pie.
And we're back, and you're listening to the BC Counselor's Legal Brief, the podcast providing legal info to help you, your family, and your business. I think kids need to make a lot of money. I think in college sports, parity is an important thing too. I worry about across, say, genders, like the sports. The reality is softball in Oklahoma is big deal because we're a powerhouse. But those athletes who are at the top of their game can't swing anything close to what football can swing. And I get it. We talk about the free market, where the money is at, and that sort of thing. But again, it seems to me to be so much waste. And maybe these kids aren't equipped, and I don't trust any of their advisors. Like, don't get me wrong. Agents serve a function. But what is that function? I mean, To get the most money for the kid, which then in turn gets the agent paid, but at what cost? That's my fear. And then people are going to say, well, the kids are still under immense amount of stress, all student athletes, and they've got the performance concerns, but at least now they can get paid. I agree, but that's an argument. And maybe this is the argument I'm making. It's not about compensating the kids. It's not even about how much we're compensating the kids. Because I'll be honest with you, if all of college sports is a $20 billion industry, right? Like those kids, but all of those kids need to get a piece of that. And I believe Texas Tech is doing something to that extent. But I feel like it goes back again to just a defect in our society a little bit. And while there is a lot of money in athletics and it does bring a bunch of joy and happiness to the world. The idea is this though, again, it goes back to hard work, no windfalls and that sort of thing. Okay. So let's say we're a world, an economy built on small businesses or business trade, et cetera. We've got so much money that can be thrown into this pot. And it is an insane amount of money we're giving kids. Eight, nine million dollars. Eight, nine million dollars. And that's assuming one person's doing it. That's not the case, but bear with me. My point is like, what about small businesses wanting to like grow, expand, needing this limited capital? I just see it and it seems again to be an Instagram culture. And guys, that's the point. Like we are in an ugly awful, world-breaking like way, we are rewarding with billions of dollars, these institutions, and that's NIL. And why I feel like it's eroding really like great things. It's even eroding the pros because you become a pro, you make your money, I'm good with that. But like these kids, You said it, are competing with the pros, getting better deals than like your bench warmer filler pros. And it's like, what is that going to even do? What kind of free agent, like no loyalty, independent free agent hired gun world of just all about me, 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 is this going to create, guys? Is this a slippery slope? Spencer, respond to all of that. It is going to be a slippery slope. And that's why I think maybe it just started out so high on the value that they're putting on these kids. And that's what it is. 
And that's the way business is anyways. It's just like the pros. It's like, do I really think Kyler Murray is worth $250,000? Well, obviously their team thinks he is. So it's just that value of what they think they are and what they think they can produce. The other way that you've got to look at it too is with these athletes, especially football, but any sport, you're one injury away from having to start a different career. So is it a, I got to make all my money that I can now and hope for the best to where I can get another contract in the future? Or if I get hurt and I'm done, I don't get to play my sport, my, what they see as a job. And I'm not saying that it's not because it is. The effort that they got to put into that is, I'm glad I like my nine to five, so to speak, but it's, I got to get mine. And I totally understand it. It's just that the money's there so these athletes can go for, well, I want $400 million. Okay, fine. We'll pay Patrick Mahomes $400 million. It's, you know, just one of those. But you also got to look at the NFL is different now because, and I didn't know this till a couple of years ago, it used to be a 501c3, basically. And Roger Goodell converted it to a public company. So that's where more money can come in now. So that's where all these sponsorships and stuff like that, TV deals, are bringing in more money, which then the athletes can make more off of it, just like the owners, just like anyone can make more money off of it. It's just one big cash grab. Yeah, I guess to just really be honest about it, I'm just very jealous. I was going to say, we're jealous that these kids are making that paper. Yeah, they're making that paper. But I'm also jealous of the Instagram people. I want an OnlyFans. Okay. I want an so OnlyFans. Can, I want to do an can, OnlyFans. You can do your own OnlyFans. No, listen, dude. I can do some depraved OnlyFans <laughs> things. You know how many fans I will have? Like 10. Hey, but if they're paying, that's money. Yeah, but that's not enough. I was having this conversation with Bianca, and we're going to wrap this one up, but I will say this. I was having this conversation with Bianca, like... I can't guarantee that I would get any fans. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter what I do. Like, nobody wants my bath water. Nobody <laughs> wants to look at my feet. Nobody wants that. I'm very jealous about that. Okay, so let me tell this story. We'll end it. You saying feet. I saw this on Instagram. This daughter bought her mom a Mercedes SUV with the money from the daughter taking pictures of her mom's feet without her knowing and putting them on a website called Feet Finder. And she made enough money to go buy her mom a Mercedes SUV and her mom's in the car and she's like, how'd you pay for this? She goes, well, with your feet. She's like, what do you mean? She's like, I've been taking pictures of your feet and put it. And her mom was so flabbergasted. Like, you mean people are paying to see my, she's like, yeah. She goes, well, I guess this is my car. (laughs) Yeah, so you can make money off off of some weird stuff, man. But guys, guys. And Pierre can't talk, but I'm going to read your eyes. 30 years ago, could you make money off of your feet in an enterprise way? No. I'm not against it, by the way. But I'm saying... Spend your money however you way, want, but, no, but, 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 but Again, that is this new social media is. world run amok. Like, again, Spencer, people are willing to pay for it. I get the argument that there's some utility to these people looking at the feet picture and paying for it. But the people who are just posting their feet picture are truly not improving the economy at all. It's just making big tech companies more money. 
I don't know. It just lacks substance to me. I feel like we're becoming shallower and shallower and shallower and we're losing like a spark as a humanity because of all of this. And I think it's not even NIL. This was really just my rant. Uh, Now that you're 40, this is your old man rant. This is my old man rant. I am all for the kids getting the Just keep your feet off the internet. (laughs) Yeah. Well, or like take that money and like do something useful with it, please. Like it's a lot of money. Invest it before you go buy that car. Yeah. Do it in like a good way. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, Spencer, thank you for the feet story. I really did enjoy that. If you can find any ways that I can uh, leverage my feet, anybody out there, if you guys are interested in seeing my feet, drop me a private message. Slide into your DMs. You got to learn the lingo, man. Yeah, PM me, private message me. I'll start working on it. If you guys think that I should start an OnlyFans, let me know what you'd like to see (laughs) on my OnlyFans. I was playing with the OnlyFans calculator. Spencer. We just need a few thousand, maybe just like if we got a million subscribers, just at like an easy like $2 a month. Oh, God, Spencer. Oh. We wouldn't be doing any estate planning or business planning anymore. We'd feet plan. We would insure your feet. See, that's the last thing I'm going to say. We work so hard on creating estate plans and business plans and transactions documents for clients and... People out here showing their feet, getting retirement money. At like multipliers of like (laughs) 20 times what we could ever hope for. Like if people ever think what we do is too expensive, there are feet people making a million dollars a year selling their feet and their bathwater. Estate plans are better than bathwater. Like at scale, it's better. That's the thing. So here's the takeaway, people. Do your estate plan. Don't put your feet on the internet. Do your estate plan. Guys, yeah. The takeaway is estate planning is good. Hire us to do your business. You want to sell feet? You need an LLC. You need an LLC. Talk to us. We hate all over the NIL stuff because we're so damn good at creating these licensing agreements. Like we see it. We just don't have the feet to support it for ourselves. Yeah. But again, anybody that wants to uh, follow me, just uh, hit him up. Hit me up. Be sure to like, comment below, subscribe, hit like the like and share button. Uh, hit the bell to get uh, notifications. notifications. There we go. Dude, we're hip. And be sure to comment. We are so below. Hip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Spencer. We'll wrap this one. Great episode. Thanks, guys. And that brings us to the end of another show. For more information on today's topic or previous show topics, visit our website at bccounselorsatlaw.com. While there, feel free to let us know what future show topics you'd like us to cover. On behalf of Mike, this is Spencer, and we thank you for listening. And remember, it's always our goal to provide easy-to-understand legal info to help you, your family, and your business here on the BC Counselor's Legal Brief.